Welcome to the X plus one podcast where we meet you where you are with Jesus Christ and seek to take you one step closer to him. I'm your host, Luke Metzler, and welcome to episode six of Pursuing Wisdom in Proverbs, where we are studying and walking through the book of Proverbs with the intention to grow in our pursuit and our possession of wisdom. Now, it's been a few weeks here. Obviously, I've been under the weather, which is why I missed last week. So, or, or yeah, last week's episode. So I want to give you guys just a maybe a little bit more of an in-depth rundown of what we talked about last episode. Okay, so last episode, if you remember, we talked about the pattern that is presented in the first 10 verses of chapter 2 in the book of Proverbs, the pattern of condition, result, reason. If, then, for, condition, result, reason. We talked about how we're given a condition in verse 1 through 4, and if we are to follow that condition, then we will receive the result found in verse 5. And what is that condition? What is that result, you might ask? Well, we talked about how the condition is the six disciplines. Listen, desire, ask, urgency, pursue, focus, which are necessary for the result of obtaining wisdom and understanding the fear of the Lord. And that right there is where we stopped last episode. We stopped at the condition in verses 1 through 4 and the result in verse 5. We stopped at the if, then, but... There's so much more. Remember, it's if, then, for, condition, result, reason. And so that's what I want to talk about today, the for, the reason in this pattern that we see in the first 10 verses. You see, Solomon, he's a good teacher and a good parent. And like any good teacher or parent does, Solomon is not just giving his son and giving us instructions on what to do. He's also providing reasons why we should do it. Think about it more deeply from a parent's perspective. Say you tell your kid, little five-year-old Timmy, that he should go to school and that he should listen in class and desire to learn, that he should ask questions, have a sense of urgency that combats the temptation of laziness, that little Timmy should pursue knowledge and focus on grades, homeworks, and tests. And you say that because if he does that, if, if little Timmy has those six disciplines— Listen, desire, ask, urgency, pursue, focus. Then, then you tell little Timmy that he will understand what it means to be a successful student and he will grow in knowledge. And see, although that sounds great, sounds wonderful, if you're listening and you've had kids before or if you've been a kid before, which would be everybody listening, you would know that that's not going to be enough for little five-year-old Timmy. Little Timmy's going to say, why? Why, mama? Why should I care about being a successful student and growing in knowledge? I don't care. I just want ice cream for dinner, mama. Can we just, can we do that? (laughs) I mean, come on. Any good parent, any good teacher would give reasons why we should care about any condition or result. We got to tell little Timmy why he should care about being a successful student and growing in knowledge. And again, that's exactly what Solomon is doing in our passage Today, he's telling us why we should care about the condition or the disciplines for wisdom found in verses one through four. And he's telling us why we should care about the result in verse five, that we will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So that's what Solomon is doing today. And I want to pick up starting in verse six. 
Solomon says, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Now, this reason found in these three verses, which is introduced by the word for, which again continues the if-then-for pattern that we talked about last episode, it highlights the importance of that argument, the if-then or the condition-result argument, and it shows us why it works. How so, you might ask? How does this reasoning in verses 6 through 8 highlight the importance of the condition and the result? Well, it does so because it puts us in direct touch, as one commentator puts it, with the grace and the power of God, who both gives in verse 6 and guards in verse 8, equipping us with the wisdom of his very words, because from his mouth come wisdom and understanding in verse 6, storing up that wisdom for the upright in verse 7, and serving as a shield to those who walk righteously or walk in integrity, which is the end of verse 7. To put it another way, to, to make that simple for you, the, the why for the condition and result in verses 1 through 5 is that you will be in lockstep with the Lord. You will be walking on the same path as him, the giver and guardian, the one who both gives wisdom and guards your life. You will be as one of the saints whom the Lord watches over. You will be provided for and protected. You won't need to ask where the right path is because you'll be walking on it. Simple as that. That's assurance right there. That's an incredible deal. It's worth it. So, so worth it. I also love here how Solomon is describing wisdom as a gift. Yes, as we saw in verse 1 through 5, wisdom is something to pursue. But at the end of the day, you and I can do nothing to earn wisdom. It's the paradox of wisdom right here. Wisdom is both a pursuit and a gift. No amount of personal pursuit can earn you wisdom. It is solely through the Lord and his graciousness that we are given the gift and a wonderful gift at that of wisdom. Now, moving on to verse 9, Solomon says, Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. Now, I love what Solomon does here because he restates the result from verse 5 again. Again, that result being that you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. But he does so in a more practical way. To bring it back to our illustration, it's what any good teacher or parent does when their student or child just doesn't quite get it the first time. They simplify it. They make it more practical. I mean, remember little Timmy? Remember how we told little Timmy to follow the conditions so that then... Little Timmy will understand what it means to be a successful student and that he will grow in knowledge. Well, see, what if we were more practical and specific with our result? What if we told little Timmy that he will understand science and math and English and history? And what if we told him that he wouldn't just grow in knowledge, but that he would grow in the knowledge of the way the world works, that he could have a positive impact on it? You see, that's what Solomon is doing in verse 9. He's making the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God in verse 5 practical. He's simplifying it. He's giving it legs. Then you will understand righteousness 
and justice and equity, every good path. See, what's even cooler about this verse is its connection to the intro of the book. If you remember in verse 3 of chapter 1 in the purpose section of the whole entire book of Proverbs, Solomon says that the purpose of his writing is that we might, and I quote verse 3, receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. You know what that means? That means that what we're seeing in this chapter, chapter 2 as a whole, and what we're seeing building up to this verse, verse 9, is showing us that pursuing wisdom and receiving it from the Lord will give you what the introduction and the purpose of the book promised. In other words, what what we're seeing here is we're seeing the purpose found in chapter 1 become practical and obtainable in chapter 2. And that's awesome. I love it. I'm geeking out about it. I think that is so, so cool. If we follow the condition, Solomon says, if we listen, desire, ask, we have urgency, if we pursue, if we focus, we will understand righteousness and justice and equity. We will understand God's moral compass. We will understand God-honoring morality. Oh, and if that's not enough for you, if the understanding of the terrific trio of righteousness, justice, and equity doesn't, doesn't quite tickle your ear or get you super excited, if that's not enough, well, Solomon ends verse 9 by saying you will understand every good path. Not just some of the good paths. No, no, no. Don't undermine the word every in Scripture. That word is there for a reason. Solomon says you will understand every good path. And that's because, like I said earlier, you won't need to ask where the right path is when you're on it. God's word is a lamp to our feet and a guide unto our path. In Christ, we don't have to worry about where the road leads because he is our light and our guide. So long as we have him and we're following him, we do not need to worry about where the road leads. Thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. You will understand every good path. Now, how does God produce that result? How does he produce this result in verse 5 and verse 9 in us? Well, remember in verse 6, Solomon says, it is for the Lord gives wisdom. But similar to what he did with the result in verse 5 by making it practical in verse 9, Solomon does that again by making his reasoning in verse 6 much more practical in verse 10. He says, For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. This verse brings us back to the beginning of this series. You want to know why? Because Solomon is showing us again here that wisdom is not a set of tips and tricks. Wisdom is not behavior modification. Wisdom is not mechanical change. I cannot say it enough, which is why I won't stop saying it. Wisdom is not a set of tips and tricks. It's not behavior modification. Wisdom is a relationship with the Lord, the filling of his spirit in your heart. Wisdom is heart change. It's organic change. That's what wisdom is. For wisdom will come into your heart. 
Wisdom is change from the inside out, not the outside in. As one commentator puts it, for us to walk in the path of righteousness and wisdom, we must have the law written on our hearts and experience inner transformation. That's the only way we can obey God. It's true. It's true. We only know where the good way is, every good path. We only understand righteousness, justice, and equity. We only understand what is found in verse 9 because of verse 10, because wisdom will come into our heart. For if you meet the condition in verse 1 through 4, if you have those six disciplines, well then wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Now the second part of that verse, that's if you remember, that's how we opened last episode and that's how I want to close this one. You see, the second part of verse 10, it shows us that wisdom isn't just useful, but it's also incredibly attractive. And sure, in some senses, usefulness itself is attractive, but I'm not sitting here comparing wisdom to a toothbrush. Wisdom is certainly useful like a toothbrush, but it's also incomparably attractive. That's why we've seen the personification of wisdom as a beautiful woman and not a toothbrush. (laughs) Wisdom is beautiful, and it is those who see the true beauty of wisdom that obtain it in full. I mean, look at Solomon, our author, as the prime example of that. In 1 Kings chapter 3, the Lord appeared to him by dream and basically said, hey, ask whatever you want and I'll give it to you. And Solomon, who just had the God of the universe ask him for anything he wanted, he could have literally said anything. He could have asked for wealth and gotten it. He could have asked for health. And God, and he could have asked for a bigger kingdom, better security, the perfect life, the perfect wife. Man, he could have had anything he wanted. And he asked for what? He asked for wisdom. He asked to discern what is good and what is evil. He asked for something unseen because he knew of the value and the beauty that it had. Man, let me shoot straight with you for a second. I want to be more like Solomon in that regard. I want more people to be like Solomon, to ask God for wisdom over anything else, the wisdom that he gives generously to all without reproach. I wish we had more people who took that passage in James more seriously and asked for wisdom all the time, holding on to that promise that the Lord will provide it, that he will give generously to all who ask without reproach. Why? Because as we've seen in the first 10 verses of chapter 10, wisdom is of great value, incredible value. Wisdom is pleasant to our soul. That is something worth asking for, worth seeking after. That's the true beauty of wisdom, which again, we said that last week, how we're going to see In Proverbs 3, how it says that nothing you desire can compare with wisdom. Wisdom is that beautiful, worthy of pursuit, and certainly worthy of asking for it. Because again, the Lord gives wisdom, and he gives it generously to all who ask without reproach. If, then, for, condition, result, reason, that's verses 1 through 10. If, you follow the condition presented 
in verse one through four. If you listen for, desire, ask, if you have urgency, if you pursue, and if you focus on the Lord and on wisdom, then in verse five, you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Four, you will be in direct touch with the grace and the power of God who both gives in verse six and guards in verse eight, equipping us with the wisdom of his very words, storing up that wisdom for the upright in verse seven and serving as a shield to those who walk righteously, who walk in integrity. And to put all of that more practically, if you follow the condition presented in verse one through four, if you listen for, desire, ask, if you have urgency, if you pursue, and if you focus on the Lord and on wisdom, then you will understand righteousness, justice, and equity. You will understand God's moral compass, and you will understand every good path where the good way is. Four, wisdom will enter your heart. It will change you from the inside out, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. If, then, for, condition, result, reason. That's your first 10 verses. And next week, we're going to close out chapter 2, looking at the two illustrations given in the next few verses, which both illuminate and emphasize the importance, again, of the condition in verse 1 through 4 and the result in verse 5 and verse 9 and the reasoning in verse 6 through 8 and verse 10. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. And hey, if you have any questions in the meantime, between this week and next week's episode, my email will be in the description, x plus one podcast at gmail.com. You can reach me there. I'd love to answer those for you. And if you would just like to provide any input on this series, what's working, what's not, what's going well, what you'd like to hear more of, or what you would like me to stop doing, please let me know. You can do that again, either through email or through the Q&A box in the description of this podcast. I love you all. I'll see you Friday for some Friday mood. God bless. Thank you.